Hello and welcome to the Beauty Therapists of Australia podcast. I am your host, Kathleen Klassman, and you might know me from the Facebook group, Beauty Therapists of Australia for Industry Leaders, a group for professional beauty therapists to unite, get educated, and of course, become industry leaders. Here on the podcast, I answer and discuss the best questions that you submitted into the group over the past week. And in today's episode, we will be discussing how to host a successful opening night event for your new salon, how to find your next job as a beauty therapist without jeopardizing your current role and Valentine's Day promotion ideas that you could implement into your marketing strategy for Valentine's Day 2020. But before we dive into these topics, I would like to remind you that if you would like to have your question answered, all you need to do is jump on over to Facebook and join our free Facebook community. Just search Beauty Therapists of Australia dash for industry leaders and click join to get connected. Also, if you would like to stay updated on all things related to the beauty industry, follow me personally on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can simply search my full name, Kathleen Klassman. All right, beauty therapists, I am so thankful that you're here with me today, and I'm really, really happy to be here with you. So without further ado, let's just get into this week's episode. And for the first topic, we're going to be talking about how to host a successful opening night for your new salon, and in specific, if you aren't the most confident person. So Kylie asked this question, and she said, Hi beauties, I hope your year is off to a good start. I have just started design and fit out for my salon. This will be my first salon as I started at home and then subleased with another business. Anyway, I was thinking about hosting an opening event. I've never held an event and I'm not super confident in crowds, but I do have a plan and something to focus on. This will help. I guess it will be a small gathering of my regulars and I could have cheese platter, Moscato, or tea. I would love to hear your ideas that were a success for you. Thanks. Beautiful question, Kylie. And that's why I was so excited to address your question in this week's episode, because I too have been in your shoes. I am new into business myself. And when I went to open my clinic, I actually moved from subleasing from somebody um, to actually creating my new clinic in this new space. And I tell you what, I, I loved the idea of having a, having an opening night and introducing my clinic space and my new business venture to my friends, family and anyone else who would like to come. But next to all of that excitement and enthusiasm came self-doubt. Oh my gosh, I've never done this before. How do I do this? And all of the emotions that come with that. So I really, really do understand where you're coming from, Kylie. And I'm so excited to share my thoughts on this because I did this and I would like to say that I did have a successful opening night and I think it was a really good turnout and it was a really fun, excuse me, fun event. So Let's just jump into all the pieces of advice I have for you. And I really hope that you walk out from this experience or listening to this podcast thinking you can do anything and you just need to set your mind to it and you just need to set out a plan because it is totally achievable, even if you're not the most confident person. 
Now, it was a little bit unclear as to whether Kylie was wanting to hold the event in her space or not. I'm assuming that she is. But my first tip here is to really consider the space that you're holding the event and really start to think about how many people could actually fit <laughs> in the room at one time. So really weighing up how many people can I fit here? How many people would I like to see? And also considering the kind of people that you would like there. Kylie did hint to say that she was hoping to have a whole bunch of her regulars, which I think is absolutely amazing. And um, she didn't mention whether she wanted friends or family, but I honestly think inviting friends and family is a beautiful, beautiful thing. If you've got a bunch of people that love and support you, it will make you feel so much more accepted, so much more comfortable, and you know that you've got people to lean on. Okay, so once you've considered the space that you're holding the event and the amount of people and who you would like to invite, the next step and piece of advice I have for you is to really start to consider what you're willing to give away and what is going to be the enticing reason for somebody to come and see you. Now, of course, friends and family, they're going to want to see you to celebrate your new endeavor and your success and this exciting thing you're undertaking. Um, and I'm sure regular clients are feeling that way as well. However, I think it's a really good idea to add something else that's enticing and exciting and something that they can take away. It, it's something that's value adding. So for this tip, I'm asking you to just have a brainstorm. What are you willing to give away? You could give away goodie bags, um, you could give away vouchers, or you could do something like I did. So what I did in my clinic, basically everybody um, signed a raffle ticket when they arrived and essentially it was like a, um, a door prize. And during the event, I picked someone out of a hat and that person actually got to win a free uh, consultation with me to have their own bespoke moisturizer created especially for them. So this was very applicable to the skincare line that I stock here and I have Dermavigils. So Dermavigils is a customized bespoke skincare line and it was something new for the town, um, sorry, for the city that I live in. So I really wanted to capitalize on this because it was a concept that no one here really understood. So I made it a point to give away a bespoke custom moisturizer consultation session where they actually got to receive a moisturizer on me and the time that it took for me to consultate with them to really find a recipe that would suit their skin. So that was a great opportunity, not only for them to win something and to be really excited about the business I had started, but it actually gave me a talking point. So in on my opening night, I had the, you know, I made sure that the products that I used were on display. And I would actually say to the people, you know, you know how you entered into the door prize? Well, this here is the moisturizer it actually create for you. And these here are the active ingredients. And I would have them displayed and I was to show them like you could use this one or this one. So I have hyaluronic acid, vitamin A, et cetera, et cetera. So it was a talking um, opportunity and you could do something just like this. So you could consider giving away your signature treatment perhaps, or you could have 
goodie bag. So everybody that arrives gets a surprise goodie bag. (laughs) And in that goodie bag, you could put all kinds of things in there. And this kind of leads me on to my next point, which is to consider how much you'd like to spend on your branding um, and how you would like to increase coverage for your brand. And hear me out here. And basically the reason why this relates to your goodie bags is because you could start to spend a little bit of money and it would be a bit of an investment, um, but I'm sure there'd be businesses out there that do this because I've seen it a lot on social media, is those really gorgeous cookies. (laughs) You've seen them before where they have your logo on the cookie. So you could really decide how much of a budget are you willing to spend to get your branding out there. So in these goodie bags that I just mentioned before on tip number two, you could put these customized branded cookies into the giveaway bag. Oh, that would be so much fun because you can eat them later and it evokes a feeling of comfort and deliciousness. And then they think of your business, right? They're like, oh, that was really nice, that event. So it has that emotional connection. Uh, But you could think about balloons uh, with your brand name on it. You could think about stickers. You could think about pens. Honestly, there's endless opportunities for you to get your brand out there. Absolutely, you want to include a business card in this goodie bag. You want to include a treatment menu. You probably do want to include some sort of voucher or special offer for those attending on the night. I think what I included off of my memory, I believe I included a discount on their first treatment. Oh goodness, that would be thinking back. (laughs) But essentially you want to add value and you want to make them feel like they are the VIPs. You know, they were there. They're like the founding members. They're the people who are supporting you from the get-go. So I think it's really special to not only give them a beautiful little goodie bag that they can take away and reflect on later, but it's a great opportunity for you to get your branding out there with all these extra little bits and pieces. You know, start small if your budget is small. Maybe just include a sticker or a treatment menu or a business card, but if you do have a large budget then absolutely dive into those biscuits oh I wish I had the budget for it because I would have just ordered so many of those beautiful little soul awakened skin therapies biscuits with my logo and my logo is a mandala so I can just imagine these biscuits would look so tasty (laughs) okay so my last tip for your event to really consider the aspect of you feeling like you're not that confident and perhaps not feeling like you have enough skills to really host an event and to really get up there and create an event off your own back when you've never done it before. So my first tip for you here is to really, if you are really shy talking in front of crowds, and by the way, please don't feel bad about this because there are statistics out there (laughs) that prove that some people would rather break a limb, break a leg or an arm then actually stand up on stage and speak and do public speaking. So it's a real thing. People are like absolutely scared of it. So please don't feel bad for feeling that way. It's a very normal human reaction because we don't like uh, rejection at all. But if you are shy in front of crowds, that's okay. My suggestion to you is to actually think about a loved one, a family member or anyone that could potentially spark a quick speech. So 
the way this could look, perhaps your partner uh, is super, super charismatic and like a really loud person. So what you could do, you could say to them, look, this is how I'm feeling. I'm happy to say a few words, but it's really hard for me to initiate this. So what you could do, get them um, to, you know, just tell them, let can you please do this when I nudge you? And what they can do is like start dinging the champagne glasses and then they can go, Ahem, and, you know, command the crowd because you might not feel that confidence to command a crowd and that's okay. But find a family member or someone you trust and love to be the initiator. And then they can say a couple of things and then hand it over to you to continue speaking. I think that's a really easy way of going about it and you don't need to say much you can just be like thank you so much for being here um, and just run through a couple of things it can be really simple and I promise you you will feel so good afterwards my second tip on this is a really interesting one and I, I was brainstorming this for a while and I think this could work out really really well so say if your budget is a little bit larger but Mind you, this could work if you have a smaller budget. You could basically look into social media influencers and ask them to host your event and essentially be the MC of the event. Now, this might come with needing a microphone, maybe not, um, and it would take a little bit of, I guess, researching on your end, but essentially, it might be really easy. So you want to jump onto social media and suss out the influencers in your local area. So Instagram's a great place for this. And the kind of influencers that I was thinking that you could start to attract and start to talk to are perhaps uh, students of a ra- that want to be on radio. So um, university students who want a career in either television or radio. And there are people, honestly, they're out there, they're creating their online portfolios and they're wanting to gain experience. So that's the first and probably the most budget-friendly option is to find these amazing influencers or even just people who are out there looking for the experience and see if this is something that is down their alley and say to them, look, I... You know, you could offer them something, you could offer them a payment, you could offer them vouchers, uh, whatever it is. It might just be enough exposure for them to want to go, oh my God, let me do it. (laughs) So it could be a win-win situation for the both of you. Now, you could also go down the line of contacting people who are actually on radio, who are actually public figures or big social media influencers. Perhaps they are a local artist or a local DJ or what what have you. Whoever it is, make sure that you have a conversation with them. Offer them something that is great for them. Perhaps you might need to pay them some money. And I'm definitely not trying to say you should skimp out on doing this because you know, you have to pay people what they're worth or unfortunately karma um, will come right around and will start to attract people to you who don't want to pay you what you're worth. So that's a little bit woo-woo, but it really, it just, it's the law of return really. Um, So you want to actually pay these people what they're worth and give them something really, really valuable. So it just takes a conversation and you can do this over Instagram, arrange a phone call, whatever you do. I think that's a really great great idea so you can find someone to MC your event and what that will actually do in turn for your business is actually 
just expand the exposure and really open up into a completely new client base that you probably never thought about because that um, person who is on social media is going to be doing their own stories and own posts and trying to get their name out there. You could even offer them tickets to the event or whatever you want to do. You could honestly, the options are endless and I'm getting so excited thinking about this. So that's just another little thing that you could implement. And honestly, I could be here all day spitballing ideas about this opening event. I keep reflecting back on mine and going, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. But at the end of the day, it's only about six to eight hours. And you want to of course, have a great time. You don't want to be there stressing out, thinking, oh my goodness, I haven't done this, haven't done that. You want to actually like relax and enjoy your celebration because you earned this, you put in the hard yards. This is your night to really reflect on all the hard work that you have put in to this beautiful endeavor of owning your own beauty business. So congratulations, Kylie. I'm so excited for you and I hope you've enjoyed my tips. So I just want to interject here between these topics and let you all know that I will be a little bit more active in the Beauty Therapist of Australia Facebook group over the coming months. And this is so I can share more educational content with you, the beauty therapist. I am extremely passionate about our industry and honestly, I have so many ideas and things that I need to share. And I got really excited about this and actually planned out content till June this year. (laughs) So I've become one of those people and I have crazy planned for the next few months ahead. So what can you expect to see? Well, I'll be first talking about topics related to the new beauty therapist, the beginning beauty therapist who's new into the industry. I will then start to do some more videos um, talking about beauty therapy skills, particularly around consultations, massage and skin in particular. So get excited. I am really pumped about this and you can expect to see me in the group once per week at least so if you see me in the group it'll usually be on a tuesday night around 7 30 adelaide time and if you see me twice that's because i've also organize an industry leader live interview where I bring in industry leaders and interview them about their individual success story in the industry to inspire you on a new journey or at least inspire you by sharing their journey. So that's it from me. Thank you for listening to my little update and we'll jump now into topic number two. Okay, so for topic number two, we don't actually have a question to read out because this is an anonymous question and I do want to protect the identity of the person who has asked this and I can understand why and I'm sure you will as I start to explain the situation. So essentially, this is on the topic of how to find your next job as a beauty therapist without jeopardizing your current role or having to put in your resignation before finding your next job. And in particular, if you're in a smaller town um, where everyone kind of knows everyone. And look, I grew up in a place where everyone knew everyone. And I really do 
empathize with this. I know how great this can be for community, but I also acknowledge that this can be really tough because everybody's close knit and everyone knows everyone and it's hard to keep a private life. So basically this beauty therapist contacted me and she wanted some tips on how she can actually find her next job because well, everyone knows everyone. How do you go about this? How do you still be a good person and find your next job? You know, you can't just post into groups and say, hey, I'm looking for a new job. And then that come back to your current employer and look bad on you because in a perfect world, it really, really shouldn't. But the reality is that if you're doing things without mentioning it to your current employer, they have room to feel a little bit suspicious and kind of like you're going behind their back. And it really is what's happening. But the thing is, it can feel really scary to have that conversation with a boss and say, look, I'm wanting to move on. I don't think this is working for me because especially if you are in a casual position, they have the right to essentially not have you on board anymore and I know this has happened to others in the past and I know this is a scary thing especially when we rely on these business owners for paying for our life for paying for our families to support our loved ones and our life so sometimes we can't be without money for that long and I completely understand this situation so let's just jump into all of my tips My first tip is to essentially to scope out all your options and list them down in your private notepad. So what I mean by this, you need to really look at where you're located and think about how far you're willing to drive or travel, what is what makes sense to you and start writing down the business names. Where can you work? What are you qualified to do? Where would you like to work? And actually physically write them down so you have them all there. And your next step from this is to start thinking about, all right, so who owns this place and who owns this place? Look, this might involve a little bit of private investigation. (laughs) Jump on over to social media and start to really see who owns this place and who owns that and start to actually write down people next to these businesses. So I don't know, let's just say Karen owns the beauty on Sandalwood. (laughs) That was just a made up salon name. (laughs) But let's say Karen owns beauty on Sandalwood and you know that these people work there and you might not be able to find out all the information because surely we can't know everyone, but you want to start writing down these people's names. Now, this might sound a little bit like, you know, you're getting pretty involved, but if you're in a small town, I think this is a really cool idea because remember, unfortunately in this world, and you know what, fortunately as well, it's actually a really positive thing. Most it's, it's easier to get a job when you already know someone. It's like getting your foot in the door. It's much easier when someone is referring you rather than you being a completely new person and no one knows you. So think about the connections that you already have and start kind of creating a bit of a mind map. I hope you've got some images in your head right now. So the businesses and then draw arms where the people who own them, the employees and start writing notes and say, well, I know this person personally and you know what maybe you don't know a couple of people on your mind map and what your next 
job to do here is this is number three <laughs> tip number three is for you to actually start making connections you can either start reaching out and getting to know these people so you could find yourself in the same bar or in the same recreational activity and start to spark up a conversation or you can always ask the people that you know and ask around with your friends and family say hey do you know so and so because I know that you're friends with this person and they're friends with this person. Are you in the same circle? And they might go, oh, well, yeah. You go, awesome. That's really, really great. You know, and be honest and say, look, I'm looking to, I would really, really love to work in this place. And at the moment, I'm currently hired here and I'm really, really happy in my current job, but I would love to move on. Are you able to um, connect me with this person because I would love to get to know them and see if that their business is the right fit for me. So the key here is to listen exactly what I just said. You're coming from a beautiful place. You're coming from integrity. You're coming from honesty, right? And you're not actually doing it in a devious and kind of like cutthroat way. You're not saying like, oh, hey girl, (laughs) I am so totally sick of the place I am working and I'd love to get a job at this place. Could you connect me because I'm so over it? You know, that is bitchy talk and that is just the talk that we do not need. And unfortunately, that will be rubbed well, people will notice that and they'll go, ugh, you'll get a bad taste in their mouth and it'll just reflect you badly. So don't go behind anyone's back. Say it in a really lovely way, just as I just did then. And again, come from an integral place and always make sure to praise your current boss and your co-workers and you know, come from a place of professional development and not from a place of desperation. And what this means is really saying, you know, when you're having these conversations with the people around you that you may or may not know, and really saying, you know, I really admire what you do in this business because this is includes the skills that I have not learned yet, etc., etc. I would love to develop my skills in blah, blah, blah. And I know that you guys do this and, you know, that kind of talk. It's about your development in your career rather than I'm not happy where I'm at, so I want to leave. <laughs> it's it's coming from a place of desperation if you take that route and it's not going to help you on your travels to getting a new job. Uh, it's only going to work against you. So that's my main tips for finding your next job as a beauty therapist without jeopardizing your current role or having to put in your rec- resignation first. Now, none of this is going behind anyone's backs. It's just about networking and getting your name out there, but in a really polite and respectful way. And look, If you can have an honest conversation with your boss, then that is the first option I'd love for you to explore. At the end of the day, your your boss is a business owner and they want what's best for the business. And if you're not happy or you're not getting paid enough, you're not getting enough hours, you should really bring that up with your boss first because they might not even realize that you're unhappy and they could simply, you know, they might see so much value in you that they go, well, you know what? I hear you and I understand and I'm sorry that you're feeling this way and these are the things I can do to make your job better. So just keep that in mind to go down that route first to see if you can improve 
the situation you're currently in before moving on to the next. But if that isn't an option, follow my tips and let me know. I'd love to hear how you go. And for the final topic of this podcast, we are going to be discussing Valentine's Day promotion ideas that you could implement into your marketing strategy. Oh, this one is so exciting. And Brooke was the lovely lady who asked this question. And may I just take a moment to acknowledge Brooke? Because when I was looking in the group today at the history of her questions, she has asked so many questions throughout her time. And she really has been vulnerable, asking for help and asking so many great questions. And I just have to say that is a really great quality and I think she's doing an amazing job. So kudos to you, Brooke, and well done for going out there and putting yourself out there and asking all the right questions. That is how you become an industry leader. All right. So to Brooke's question, she said, hi, lovely people. I have a spare moment. Oh, don't we all? (laughs) So a rare thing to find when you're a beauty business owner. (laughs) And I've started to think about some February specials I can do for love month in brackets, Valentine's day. I love that she called it love month. Oh, so cute. I need some inspiration. If anyone cares to share now, I care to share a lot, Brooke. (laughs) I have some ideas that I'd love to discuss with you and for anyone else who's listening. (laughs) Um, So first of all, I'd love to discuss the some of the suggestions in the comment section. So first of all, we had Joanne and she suggested a spoil her package, which could include a couple of different treatments. And in her suggestion, she mentioned massage, mani and pedi and a facial. Oh, sounds deluxe. I would love to come in for like a four hour treatment and have all of those things done. So calling it a spoil her package. And it sounds like that would be marketed to a loved one to a partner. Brittany also said um, a whole list of different discounts that she's doing on specific treatments for the month of February, which could also work. So it's like her Valentine's Day specials. But I have a couple of different ideas for you. And I really think these are really cool and I'm considering adding them in (laughs) to my marketing for 2020. We'll see. But essentially, I love the idea of something really simple, really easy, and it's just like for the partner to purchase. Now, of course, we can have female-female relationships, male-male and male-female. You know, we're inclusive here. We, We love all. We love is love, right? So, but just for the generalization here, I'm going to talk about male and female relationships because I could go through all the different examples, but we'll go for the male-female example. So let's say we're going to create something that is super easy for the male to find on his social media that he can essentially just click buy and know that he has something delivered to his door just in time for Valentine's Day that he can give to that sweetheart of his. And he knows that when he gives this gift to her, she's going to be so happy and he's not going to have to do anything other than give it to her because it is a done for you package. (laughs) It just sounds like a man's dream, doesn't it? (laughs) They don't like gift wrapping and they like things that are done for them. It takes the thought out of it. Well, actually, I think it's very thoughtful and I don't mean it like that. I mean, it takes out all that planning and fussing around, you know, I'm thinking something like 
It could be a box of chocolates with a beautiful pink ribbon wrapped around it with a gorgeous card that comes with it that they can choose to write their own personal message in. And inside that card is a lovely gift voucher for a treatment, a treatment for both of them, perhaps. It could be a couple's massage and it could include two vouchers and it could be a really cute little extra little thing in there saying, share share a moment with me, you know, something like this. It could be even just a treatment for her, but essentially you could have different kind of levels and it would be this done for you package that all they would have to do is find this package and you could target these clients uh, well these men men and target them on Facebook using Facebook advertising or even just posting consistently because what you'll probably find is the loved ones will actually probably tag them <laughs> in the post if it's appealing enough you know But the word will get out there, especially if you do the Facebook advertising, and it could just be really simple. They could click on the button, contact us now, send it to an email, you write back and say, yep, no worries, here's my PayPal link, this is how you do it, or come into the clinic between these hours and we'll put it through FPOS and you can take it away with you and all you have to do is gift it to her. So that's a really cool package and I love that idea, but I do have another idea for you. So my idea here is regarding kind of uh, cross-promoting, right? So you could have a local restaurant or a cafe or honestly, you could get really creative with this and find all kinds of businesses that would work. I don't know. It just came to mind just then a PT business, a gym. Uh, There's so many ideas. Um, It could be another health clinic, but I think stick with the idea of a restaurant or cafe. I think this is really traditional for Valentine's Day and you could speak to them and talk about a cross promotion. So for example, you could have it that everybody that buys this certain Valentine's Day package um, inside that package is included a $50 food voucher from the restaurant you are essentially you're pairing with and you're um, cross-promoting so they would receive the food voucher and then they can then make a, a reservation for valentine's day or something along those lines or they could just receive a voucher or something like that um, it could also be you could honestly do this with online stores you could do this with retail outlets you could do it with so many boutique stores the options are endless because it has to be something that is of value to the person receiving it. And what you could do is talk to the business that you decide to pair with and say, look, I would love to do this cross promotion and expose your business to my clientele because I know that my clientele is interested in things that your business has. And I thought what I could do for Valentine's Day is this great promotion and I could give you these vouchers and you could include it in your packages and I can include your vouchers in my packages. What do you think? And it really just starts with a simple conversation like that. And you know what? You might get knocked down. You might not win the first person, but what you did was open up a stream of communication. You've started to network with other businesses in your area. And I tell you what, when you start to do this and people know you for your business and they start to really, you know, feel that community spirit, (laughs) they will start to recommend you. So 
cross-pollinate your exposure (laughs) with another business and get them on board with your Valentine's Day package. I promise you, you will not regret it. Just takes a little bit of planning and it could be a really great thing. So those are my ideas for a Valentine's Day promotion. I hope you love them, Brooke. All right, beauty therapists, before you go, I'd like to say thank you for being here with me. By listening to this podcast, it shows that you are dedicated to your education as a beauty therapist and it proves that you have what it takes to be an industry leader. Stay on top of your game, beauty therapists. Keep educating yourself, networking amongst your peers, and don't forget the reasons why you chose this industry in the first place. If you would like to connect with other Australian beauty therapists, please make sure to join the Facebook group by searching Beauty Therapists of Australia dash for industry leaders. And of course, if you would like to follow me personally, just search my full name, Kathleen Klassman on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That is where all the videos that are filmed in the Beauty Therapists Australia Facebook group are then subsequently uploaded to YouTube itself. So stay well, beauty therapists, and I'll see you here next time.